Blog Talk Radio. change you, you know, not the person that you are now, but a person that God wants you to be. Oh, I'm so happy to be with you this morning. Again, you're listening to Free on the Inside. I'm your host, Minister Joy Lewis, and this is the day in which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. That, and I want to thank you once again for being a, a part of our weekly podcast here. We come to you each and every week to encourage you, to inspire you, to provoke you to go beyond yourself. To look into the needs of others. Guess what? Because you didn't do it yourself. You didn't get here by yourself. It was because of someone else saw something in you that allowed you to do what you do. It may, you may have went to school. You may have took a train or you may have, uh, or whatever you're doing right now is because someone else said, hey, I think you'll be good at this. And guess what? If they saw that as much as you, imagine how much our Heavenly Father seen in you also. I would just like to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing if you're doing it for the Lord. If you have messed up along the way, Get up and keep doing it and keep going on. Don't give up and don't give out. And as I think about this here uh, opportunity, I'm so grateful to be with you this morning. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for uh, for tuning in with me this morning. You know, you could be doing a lot of other things, but yet you saw it. You saw a need to say, hey, I want to see what's going on. You saw a need to say, hey, I want to see what I do to life. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Help change the life. Oh, man, just imagine all the things that you encountered. It made you who you are today. It made you become a winner. Frustration, it made you to be uh, committed. You know, just think about all those things that you encountered. They kind of made you who you are. It's kind of like cooking a cake. You put in a, a lot of different ingredients, whether the flour, the egg, and, and whatever you put in there, and then you put it in the oven, it gets in a, 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 a cooking process. It gets up under the furnace. It gets in the baking process, and it becomes uh, something desirable. You have went through the fire, and now you are uh, desirable for the things that God has for you and for the world at large. I want to encourage you, regardless of what's going on in your life, you are more than a conqueror. And I would just... Um, I like to play um, some archive shows from you uh, for uh, this year's time. We got an archive program that we did some time ago. It was called, uh, what was the name of it? It's, uh, it said, uh, What Love Is This? This is the one that we did some time ago. What is this? We're going to go ahead and play that archive for you, then we're going to come back to you shortly. Now, this is a pre recorded show, but you can always call in. Our call in number is 310 982. 4126. Again, that calling number is 310 uh, uh, 310 4126. I'm queuing up our uh, our uh, next uh, podcast right now, the one that we're going to play for you this morning. So please bear with me. Grab a cup of coffee, get some juice, turn it up, and just kick back and see what's going on here. And we'll be back with you shortly. Love Talk Radio. Hello, this is Monette Legs, the host of the Mojo Blog Talk Radio Show. And my co-host, 
my husband, my homie, my lover, my pal, my friend is at work on this evening. And I want to wish him well and tell you if you're able to listen in on tonight. I love you, honey, and I miss you dearly. John, on behalf of my husband and I, we would like to thank you all for calling in tonight. You could very well be doing something else. So we just want to say thank you. And let me express that John and I believe that marriage really matters. We believe that our audience believes in marriage, too. So allow me to disclose open dialogue forum that will allow you to ask questions or express your thoughts about the subject matter. Tonight, our hot topic is, where is the love? Hmm. Where did it go? We'll get to that in just a minute. First, I'd like to say on the Mojo Blog Talk Radio Show, we have discussed topics such as anything you can do, I can do better, letting go of the past, the benefits of marriage, baby mama drama, blended family, loving when it hurts, sex saved and sanctified. On our previous shows, we talked about letting go of the past, and we had a whole bunch of callers to call in for that, and we had several guests. As a matter of fact, we've had several guests on our show. Um, Kasha Ross, um, a true woman of faith. Tammy Keith and her husband, they've been on the show. Sheila Johnson of the Lunchtime Prayer Corner, she's been on our show. Michelle McKelson, um, minister and uh, founder of Lila's Love You Like a Sister nonprofit organization. Um, we've also had the beautiful and talented and lovely Yanori Orange of Prosperity Realty, who is also a real estate agent and a, a woman and minister of God. And so we've had a lot of individuals on our show, if I missed anyone, please forgive me, but I just want to take uh, time to thank those individuals who have been a part of our show and um, send my blessings and John's blessings uh, their way. Now, before we hit our topic um, on tonight, I want to tell you a little bit more about the platform of our show. Um, it's simply to promote marriage and demote divorce. Um, I want to disclose to you that John and I are not licensed counselors or experts, but we feel that we are led by God to help individuals understand the principles of marriage and to help restore marriages as a whole. So we encourage you to continue to call in and help us as we help others. So all of our callers, thank you very much for calling in tonight. We are under the umbrella of Granny's Place Ministry, where the lovely Beverly Beasley is our founder. LaTondra Lewis and her husband are both uh, talk show hosts, and they have um, their ministry side, and my sister, my friend, and you can find those um, as well under the Granny Granny's Place un- Ministry umbrella. Um, so I want to encourage you to tune in to their shows um, as well. For more information about Granny's Place Ministries, you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Granny's Place Ministries dot com or you can reach Granny's Place Ministries on Facebook or Twitter or look us up, Mojo Blog Talk Radio show on Facebook. And as we get closer to our topic tonight, I wanna share with you some of our hot and juicy upcoming shows. We have dating before and after marriage. We want to talk about some of the principles of dating and some of the things we might should do and might shouldn't do, but it's whatever works for you and your relationship. In-law issues, we have those in relationships. Money and marriage, money can destroy marriages, so we want to talk about that. How to keep the flame burning, we're going to kind of talk about that tonight. Patience, not punishment, and that's when we ladies or gentlemen, you know, we we decide that we're going to forgive our mate for something, and we decide to stay with them, but we punish them because we don't have enough love in our hearts to forgive, or maybe the thing that they did uh, against us was so huge, so painful, so big that, you know, we stay in the relationship, but instead of having patience, we punish, right? And staying in the relationship after you've dealt with a letdown or a pain or disappointment is your choice. Um, Dealing with children from another mother or another father, sometimes that can be a challenge. It can be difficult. We're going to talk about that later on this year in our show. What's mine is mine. You know, I make my money. You make your money. Don't touch my money. That's a great topic because we have 
um, issues with that in a relationship, dealing with the dominant. Sometimes, you know, the dominant person can be the woman. How do you deal with that in a relationship? And um, another topic, the things I love about my mate. We should have had that topic on tonight's show. But anyway, let's dive into tonight's topic. Um, It's where is the love? So where is it? What happened to the love? In celebration of Valentine's Day, we want to talk about love, but first we want to find out where is the love? Where did it go? Did it walk out the door? What happened to it? Why are there so many single people out there today? Is there some type of epidemic going on where men are afraid of commitment and women don't trust men and so they're not committing or they've given up on love? I don't know. Where is the love? Are women expecting too much from men these days or settling for less, keeping men from committing? I know with the African-American community, it's been said that a lot of our men are in prison and there's a shortage of men out there. I don't know. It could be the truth. I don't know. I've heard men say that women are now independent. You know, they have degrees and things of that nature. Not to say men don't, but some women who are independent and they men say they think that they're all that and they don't know their place in a relationship. And so it's tough to have a, a, a relationship with a independent woman because when it's time for them to rely on their man, they don't know how to do that. They want to be the man. So, mm. you know, I was reading an article recently about Tina B. Tassina. She's a, a doctor. She has a Ph.D., and she wrote an article about why couples fall out of love, and I felt like it was so um, liberating, you know, and liberating meaning that I had a lot of questions about, you know, why couples fall out of love. I don't have the time to do the research in terms of sending out polls and things of that nature, so I went and I did a little research on my own. And she said basically over the years that she counseled couples, these are some things that she found out, and I, and I want to share them with you because I think they're very interesting and maybe they can help, you know, someone along the way. But she believes couples fall out of love for three main reasons. They don't understand the difference between infatuation and love. And I can see that because, you know, we go through that butterfly syndrome and we just, we're just we so in love, well, we think we're in love, but it's actually infatuation. We look over a lot of things. But then when you get used to that person, that's when the true love kick in because infatuation will eventually melt away. And when that's gone, is love really present? She went on to say that they they aren't they they don't understand how to grow with their love, right? So as they grow, the love for each other must also grow, and they don't understand how to do that. So their love kind of stays stagnant, still, and it never keeps progressing. And another point she points out is they don't know what partnership is or how to do it. And basically without partnership, there can be no lasting love. You have to learn how to partner up. You have to be a team because couples who become competitive and fight about who's right or wrong can destroy the love they originally had for each other. The partnership way is too focused on basically fixing the problem, not fixing the problem, and they're just basically, you know, all about that I attitude. And, and what what you know that individual wants, opposed to working as a partner or, or as a couple. Um, she goes on to say the quickest way to, to destroy love is to hold on to resentment, allowing old hurts and grudges to go unresolved is basically a detriment to relationships. Resentment is like rust, she says, that eats away at bonds. Um, of your relationship. It's important to learn to clear up resentment by first recognizing it yourself and then confessing it and learning to solve the problem that caused it. I've seen women stay in relationships where their husband might cheat, even men, but I'm more familiar with uh, the female perspective because I've had friends to do this. And they stay in relationships and they say, you know, I'm going to give him another chance, girl. He cheated on me but I'm going to hang in there. 
so long, she has resentment. And instead of trying to work through it, she puts him through it. So she brings it up all the time, and, and she's constantly reminding him of the pain he took her through, he put her through, and the other woman and things of that nature. And so the resentment is there, and, and they never resolve anything, basically. Men and women have different reasons for falling out of love. Where is the love? Husbands often disconnect from their wives when they don't feel like the wives are interested in them anymore. Because men often have difficult time with intimacy. Someone at work or someone that they might know is sympathetic and doesn't make demands and can be very tempting. You know, I'm looking at what she's saying, and I can agree and I can disagree to that because temptation is something that no one is exempt of. We all cross it, whether male or female, and whether someone on the job or someone in the streets, it's up to you to um, not yield to that that temptation. The Bible says we should not yield to to temptation, that um, we just shouldn't do it, and that temptation will eventually flee. Do I have any comments out there from any of the callers tonight? Anybody like to comment? All right. Well, let's keep talking here. says, wives disconnect disconnect because they feel unloved or taken for granted, and I can see where that comes from. They complain for a while and then withdraw. Once she gives up on getting caring from getting care from her partner, she eventually, you know, starts seeking um, other attention. And that can happen. You know, women, we are the weaker vessel. And sometimes if we're not prayed up, then it's very difficult to, you know, be be open and honest with our mate about the temptation that can come against us. Either spouse will be tempted to cheat, and that's so true. I can agree with that. But it takes you being strong and being responsible and walking away from that temptation so that it will flee and don't yield. Also, love changes over time. And if you don't understand the change, it can be scary. It's easy to feel romantic when you live separately and date each other because every moment spent together is special. I miss her. He misses me. But then when you connect as a couple, you can tend to do things together. You live together. You get to know each other. And then the relationship can become a little boring. I've experienced that, I'm sure. You all have experienced that, that when you were dating, it was all that. And then when you got married, if you are married, it wasn't as interesting. So this doctor talks about three signs that you're headed for divorce, okay? I'm pretty sure there's more signs, right, but she talks about three. So let's talk about them. You aren't fighting, but you aren't communicating. You're just kind of letting things go. Ain't nobody mad. Ain't nobody fighting. But both of you are bored with the situation. But you talked, you talked and talked, and now you're not talking anymore. No sex. Sex is a long-term thing. You have to keep it going in the relationship. Sex is a nonverbal communication. So without it, somebody's going to get it from somewhere. You're only parents, not partners. Yep, this is when the kids come into play. And now you were partners, you used to date, you had a great time, and now you have kids. So you got to work around those children, you got to work around your job, you got to work around everything, especially as a woman, not to say men don't. And then you become partners, not partners with parents. We're going to talk about the 10 most common ways couples behave that ruin their relationship. Well, first of all, you pick the wrong partner for the wrong reason. Some people marry because of money. Some people marry because of sex and they don't want to live in sin. 
Some people marry because that person is charming, or maybe that person works out and they work out with that person, and, yeah, we've got something in common. Or maybe every time that person or you're in need, that person is there. That's not a reason to marry anybody. So you pick the wrong partner for the wrong reasons. Make sure that when you're picking a partner, because you do have options, and one might say, I don't have options. I'm not dating anybody. Well, the Bible teaches us that so a man thinketh, so is he. So if you think you don't have options, then you won't have options. Another way to ruin a romance is to nag. And I love this because of the Bible speaks about a nagging woman. And women, we should not nag. But you know what? In this day and age, we have nagging men, too. Men who complain about everything. Women who complain. And it's very important to talk to your partner about issues to solve the problem versus nagging all of the time. Because let me tell you something. What you can't change, God can. So sometimes instead of nagging or scolding or whatever or treating your mate like a child and always talking to your mate with your finger pointed at your mate, would you pray about that situation and ask God to help change your mate? Do it yourself. Lots of people try to fill in all the gaps by doing whatever their partner isn't doing all alone. He doesn't like to go to the movies, so I'm going to go to the movies by myself. He can't keep a job, so I'm going to get a second job. What happens is, although you're getting success, and you're gaining success, it's not going to help the relationship. It won't save it because now you're bitter. The communication might be there, but now there's a sense of control. He or she's not doing it, so let me go get out and go and, and go get it. And when you when that happens, you make yourself vulnerable. We tend to blow sex out of proportion. This can cause a divorce because if sex is it's either too important are not important enough. We're not having enough sex. Or he wants it too much. And sometimes I hear that from women, you know. But you and your mate, you have to talk about sex. You have to talk about sex openly. Don't talk about it with your girlfriends or your, your guy friends. You want to talk about it with your mate because it is important and it is an intricate part into uh, what you do as a husband and wife and in a relationship. Be out of control with money. Y'all, this can kill a relationship. It can kill a marriage. When you are just out there spending and doing your own thing and buying every, every Gucci gift, Michael Kors, coach, purse, and shoes that you can find, and you know the light bill needs to be paid and you're responsible for the light bill, if that's the way you guys have split up things, you can't do that. You have to take care of home first. You have to take care of your responsibilities first. And then do those things if you have the money to. Because what's important is is that if you and your mate can sit down at night and y'all can go to sleep without having to worry about money and your bills, that's half the problem. But if you're like John and I, you're going to always have bills. You may always have you know, a lack of money, or I'm going to speak good stuff on y'all. You're going to always have money. But when money comes issues, okay, it does. If you have a lot of it, you deal with a lot of people wanting to borrow it. If you don't have enough, then you're looking at folks to borrow it from. But what I'm actually saying is be content in whatever state you're in. That's what the Bible teaches us. When it's plentiful, and I know during this time of year, it is a little plentiful because you're getting your income tax and things of that nature. So, If you don't have to pay in, it could be plentiful. But on the other hand, if it's not, be content. All right, be content. And then you have to love yourself. You have to love and like yourself. If you're always complaining to your partner about, oh, I hate myself, I hate the way I look, I hate the way I'm shaped, I'm too fat, then do something about it. But you have to learn to love yourself because when you love yourself and your self-esteem is high, it helps your partner. It helps your partner feel good about himself, or it helps your your um, you know your your mate your your wife feel good about who she is. 
So feel good about yourself. Don't hate yourself. Love yourself. Keep going out of bounds. If you're struggling with compulsive behavior, such as overeating, gambling, drugs, alcohol, or spending money, and you keep breaking promises, you destroy the trust in the relationship. If you've done it once, you keep doing it, and it keeps hurting your relationship, at some point you have to stop. You have to stop, and you have to set boundaries for yourself and your relationship so that you can have a relationship and regain that trust from your mate. Being miserable, negative, and critical, that's one way that you can destroy a relationship. Who wants to be around a miserable person? I don't. Who wants to be around a negative person? I don't. So do you think a man or a woman would like to be married to one? No, 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 no. People like positive people. So if you're positive, don't hook up with somebody that's negative. You got to pray for that, for that person from a distance. Don't listen. If you don't care about what your partner thinks, won't feel, then guess what? You cut yourself from, off from being loved. You got to care about that individual because if you don't listen, somebody else will. Trust me. If your sex life is dying or dead and it doesn't have to be fatal to the relationship, you can reinvigorate it. That means you can spruce it up. That means you need to talk, have conversations. What can we do to spice up our relationship? Okay, let's talk about four tips on jump-starting your sex life. First of all, you need to relax. Relaxing allows you to be more aware of your sexual energy. When you're tired and you're not relaxed, you can't be connected to your mate in the way that he or she might desire for you to be. Lighten up a little bit, okay? You're married. You're with that individual. Why? Because he or she loves you. So lighten up a little bit. Um, understand what that person wants from you and what that person needs from you, and if you're able to, to, to give it to them, give it to them in that way. But have fun. Have fun when you're in bed with your mate. Learn to laugh. Communicate. Communication is the key. You have to talk and communicate with your mate. And then you have to be flexible. You have to be flexible with your mate. It can't be your way all the time when it comes to intimacy, right? You have to share and share alike. The most powerful, powerful thing you can do to keep a marriage strong is form a partnership a team where both parties feel respected, cared about, and needed. If you really want to restore marriage, begin not by complaining, but by seeking to understand your partner. Once the connection is there, you can begin to work out the issues. You can work out the issues. It's pretty common these days for couples to sign prenuptial agreements. But I like to see a new trend of couples making the following promises instead. I agree not to argue. I agree to be honest. I agree to work with you and view you as my equal partner. We will focus on our partnership and, co and cooperate with each other and build a team. I wish you a loving relationship that will make all your dreams into a reality. And that's the way she ends it. You know, in a relationship, we can make it hard or we can make it easy. It's up to us. But in honor of Valentine's Day, which is coming up, and I'm so excited about Valentine's Day. Is anyone on the phone excited about Valentine's Day but me? I'm very excited. Yes, I'm excited. Wow, that's great. Wow, I heard a male on the phone, and they said they're very excited. Yes. Let us know why you're excited. Well, I'm very excited about it because uh, my wife goes out of her way sometimes to please me on Valentine's Day. I thought it mostly a, a thing for a woman, but since I married this woman, she she really goes out to make me happier and show me that she really loves me. Like, earlier this week, she took me to a, a show 
Uh, and it was a great show. Uh, and, and we really don't get out that much to see theater shows. And later this week, we're gonna, I'm going to take her out to dinner. Then we're going to go see uh, a friend of ours. And we'll have a one-man show later this week. So I'm very excited about Valentine's Day. Wow. You know, I love to hear that because, you know, often we listen to or we get feedback from women. You know, our show consists of a lot of women. So um, I just want to thank you for expressing that and letting us know how you feel on that, about Valentine's Day and getting the perspective of a man. Isn't that great? Anybody else on the phone except Oh, I love your show. Valentine's I really do. You talk you. about it. Thank you. We love you, too. Anybody else? I heard some other people say they were excited. Come on. I heard you, ladies. <laughs> Hi, Monette. This is Sheila. Hi, Sheila. Hey, lady. So excited about Valentine's coming up. Tell me. Tell us. Tell us. Why are yeah, you excited? And I don't have a date or anything, but I'm excited about life in general. But I yeah. think it's a great day, and when we do go out, we see the love on Valentine's Day more than any other day of the year, and that's always good to see, no matter whether you have a date or if you don't have a, have a date. I just love seeing love. I love that, Sheila, because, you know, I know God is going to bless you with the man of your dreams because you're happy for everybody else. And that's beautiful when you can love seeing love, be happy for other people mm-hmm. as you wait patiently for God to send your true love. And, girl, you pretty and all that. Yeah, I know Sheila. She's been one of my guests on the show. And I just want to let you know I see God's beauty all over you. And I know that some man is really going to be blessed to have you in his life. Well, thank you. That so thank sweet. you. Thank you for calling in. Anybody else excited about Valentine's Day? It's Tabitha. I wouldn't say that I'm excited about it. I actually have kind of conflicting emotions about Valentine's, and I always have. I'm not really Let's big talk on about it. Let's talk any about holiday it. Um, in particular, but um, except for Thanksgiving and I go for the food. But Valentine's Day for me <laughs> in my marriage um, at the very, very beginning when I realized that it wasn't going to be the day that I wanted, that the person that I was married to wasn't romantic, and so he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to provide me with the Valentine's Day that I wanted, I, mm-hmm. I did something kind of empowering, and, and I took control of the day. And so what I decided to do was, and it, was, it started off being financial, and then it became a habit. What I, what I decided to do was, Instead of me waiting on him to celebrate our love and that kind of thing and ask what to do in flowers, I did the opposite to him. So the day before Valentine's Day, every year, for probably about 15 years I did this, mm-hmm. I would make a big deal about Valentine's. So he'd get roses, and i always have different a different arrangement each year. And um, I would always do separate little things that I thought were special to him, like things that I noticed that he did. Um, I may, I would get a basket made with all, all his favorite things. So there might be a case of beer and, you know, some different little things he liked and coupons to his favorite wing place. And then I made up coupons for him and things like that saying, you know, you'll get two hours of silence from me. You know, which is a big deal because I talk all the time. So I, I know he appreciated it. And, yeah, he called those coupons, coupons in quite often. Um, but I, I kind of turned it into his day and made it be like, I'm celebrating you. You're you're a great husband, and I want to celebrate the fact that you're here and you take care of us and you do such a good job. And um, it, from a day that was very disappointing to me before because I felt kind of neglected as a, a girl growing up. I didn't have a male figure. No one made, made me feel so special that day. I felt mm-hmm. like that was kind of taking back that empowerment of that day. And uh, strangely enough, my ex-husband actually liked it. Um, he began to look forward to me pampering him as opposed to him pampering me on that day. And I would always do it the day before intentionally. So my relationship, and now that we're divorced, I have, I'm seeing someone, and, and he's the total opposite. He's very romantic. So he takes that day and he blows it up. And I feel kind of awkward sometimes when he does it because I spend so much time kind of taking ownership of that holiday 
and now to try to give it back to somebody, I kind of feel awkward about it. So now it's just, it's kind of crazy because now it's just morphed into this kind of awkward day for me. So I have, that's why well, I have very mixed feelings about Valentine's Day. <laughs> so, I know, my but, life you is know, crazy. <laughs> well, I like the way you, you spun it, basically. You know, when you couldn't get what you wanted, then you made it seem like, you know, it was all about him. And really, Tabitha, I believe right. that's what love is all about. You know, it, it's give and take. And sometimes, well, what, it made me, what know, I what I really discovered when doing it was, I began enjoying surprising him, like being able to find something for him that he wasn't expecting to happen or do that day, and um, that became not so much romantic for me, but it became something that I was like, I I'm glad that he knows now how much I appreciate him because I think often as women we don't necessarily show that to our black men in in a particular kind of way. And so I, I, I felt that that was a way to celebrate him. And I always did it in very public places. Like I, he worked at the DA's office for years, and I'd come into his office every year, and I would decorate all of his office, his chair and all this stuff, um, because I also wanted to let, folks know, even the white women, listen, we black men, women, we love our husbands, we love our man, and we think they're special too, and this is why. And I think he felt that for me, that, that hey, this is this is someone who thinks I'm special and she's showing me. And it, it kind of started off on a whim, but I really found not only just my empowerment with it, but I, I found a sense of love that I was giving and not expecting, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think that's great. I like your approach on things. As a matter of fact, Tabitha, I like the way you, when you do call in, and Tabitha is one of our frequent and faithful callers. And if you don't know Tabitha, she's my sister out of Houston. And um, I just want to say thank you for being um, loyal to the show. Um, I spoke with Tabitha early, earlier today, and Tabitha actually has the flu, you guys. She is in bed, and Tabitha <laughs> is actually... <laughs> Not feeling I'm well today. <laughs> so I just I'm on a forced bed rest. Oh, thank you for calling I in. I, I really could, appreciate you. I couldn't miss my I couldn't miss my sister's show. I said I could make it through. <laughs> I, I drug my I drug myself up enough to have energy through it. So I'll probably crash and burn once I get off. But it's, it is oh, such well, an interesting topic, and I find myself now that I'm back into this dating scene. I mm-hmm. struggle now more with these holidays because I was married for such a long time. After a while, holidays become kind of ritual, um, not ritual, but routine. And mm-hmm. you go this way, I go that way, we do these things. And you do get into a pattern of monotony. And I said, you know, now that I'm dating, I've had to go back to kind of create that magic and romance that you used to have when you were in your 20s and it seemed to come easily to you. And so right. that's kind of a different thing for me to be put in that position after all these years. But it's fun. Like I said, I have conflicting emotions. I, I'm both looking forward to it and partly kind of dreading it. So I don't know. <laughs> the past three years have been good, so I don't know. I'm kind of like, eek, is this going to be good or bad? Because I, I don't know. I well, never know. The guy I'm dating, I, I, I never know. I'm going to believe that it's going to be good. I, you know, as your sister, yeah. I want the best for you, and I'm I'm excited about you know, your new endeavor, your new yeah. relationship. So, yeah. So um, we talked about Valentine's, and, you know, we know it's commercialized. We get all that. You know, but I, I, I thought of some good ways. I actually thought of some good ways, and then I researched some good ways. If you haven't had um, time to make plans with your mate, the you know, mm-hmm. I might be able to give you some ideas. So, First and foremost, you can always do a picnic in the park. I know it's kind of cool, but in the Houston area, mm-hmm. it's not as cool as it is here. No, so it's maybe you can, here. yeah, yeah, you can mm-hmm. do a stroll in the park, and you can um, do a three-course picnic type of meal. That's always nice and inexpensive. A great way to celebrate Valentine's Day, or you can do dinner by candlelight. Okay, mm-hmm. and you could go to a very nice restaurant, which is atypical, right? 
But you could do something mm-hmm. a little um, special for your mate, and what you could do is show up at the restaurant early or call um, while you're making reservations and ask them, could you sprinkle rose petals, you know, on the on the table and have your uh, mate's gift there um, maybe early that they could sit it in her seat or his seat. That's always a cool surprise. My husband is awesome about surprising me, and I must do better. But sometimes I'll go get in my car on Valentine's Day, and I'm never looking for this gift in the seat of my uh, car. And so you think after two or three years I'd get it, but every Valentine's Day I go get in the car, and I'm like, oh, he got me a gift. And, oh, let me go get his gift today. I forgot about Valentine's Day. Please don't tell him that. And I hope he doesn't go back and listen to the show. But he's a lot better at surprising me than I am him, and I've got to admit it. Okay, for singles or if you are married, taking a cooking class is always a, a good way to, to uh, celebrate Valentine's Day and bond with one another. And you can take those good recipes and you can bring them back to your house and, you know, try them on any day and have a little fun with that. Um, you could go play a good game of golf or bowling. And maybe you're not a golfer because I know a lot of women, they're not golfers, but open up your mind to do something a little different with your mate. If he um, is a golfer and he likes playing golf, then go golfing with him, you know. A spa day. You can do a twin spa day, a he and she spa day, where you're lying side by side and looking at each other, gleaming into each other's eyes and getting that really um, relaxed and rejuvenated Valentine's Day uh, gift from one another, right? You could always do that. Um, If you're in the Dallas area, and I'm sorry, Tabitha, or anyone who may be calling from another area, but if you're in that Dallas area, um, a box of candy is fine, but um, you might want to Google Dallas by chocolate, okay? And it's just a little pricey, but I, I think it might be worth it. Um, check them out. Um, and I'm doing free advertisement, by the way. But Dallas by Chocolate, you can check them out and uh, check out their chocolate. You can spend Valentine's Day in the sky. My husband and I, we did this at Delta Charlie's Bar and Grill. And it's their annual Valentine's Day dinner and flight. And they offer a three-course meal dinner and a spectacular view of Dallas. And dinner and the flight is $175 per couple. And the couples will enjoy a 30-minute private sightseeing flight with breathtaking views of Dallas. Um, and so after that, you'll touch down and you'll have a really nice three-course dinner, eight-ounce grilled ribeye. And um, with mashed potatoes and, and sautéed vegetables or tilapia. And they give you a, a variety of things you can pick from the menu. And that's always nice. We had a great time. It was a great experience. I, I did it once, and I'll never do it again because I don't like to fly. But I did it anyway because I thought it was interesting, and I don't let my fears keep me from enjoying some of the finer things in life and so, seeing some of the beautiful places on this earth that God has allowed us to see. So I fight through my fears, and I do it anyway. All right, um, another great thing you can do is the Valentine's Day dinner and flight. But I'm not talking about a flight on Delta Charlie. I'm talking about a romantic hot air balloon flight. Oh, my goodness. I think I want to do – no, I don't know if I want to do this. But anyway, Rohar Balloon specializes in sunrise and sunset balloon rides complete with champagne. So for you Christians who are listening, if you don't drink, that's fine, but that's what comes with it. So it's kind of pricey, but it's out there. It's $225 per person, okay? Or if you want to do it with um, several other friends and couples, it's $750 for a private flight. So I imagine with the pilot. So I imagine you would have to um, split that cost, right? So the romantic hot air balloon is always a good um, a good choice, you know, if you're into that. 
And Rohar Balloons is spelled R-O-H-R, Balloons. And you can look them up probably on Facebook, online, or something like that. So anyway, um, while we're on the phone with you callers, I want to hear from you. Like, I want to know, do you know of any good ideas or anything that someone could do special for Valentine's Day that I may not have mentioned? Come on, give us some ideas. Oh, well, one year I gave um, I gave my uh, husband a an old-fashioned um, shave. I sent him to a uh-huh. place where the where the guys there do the old-fashioned shave with the single blade, and they okay. turned him on to this particular skin product stuff he could use, and he was mm-hmm. just blown over. I didn't want to do a spa day because he wasn't one of, one of those kind of guys who just, you know, I don't want people doing that, you know, so I, right. I thought and thought, thought about it, and, and I came up with that, so they did his haircut, and then they also did the shave. They, they have these places. Um, there's one in Houston in Sugarland, and it's a lot of the, actually a lot of the athletes go there from Sugarland. Um, so okay. I found it on by accident, and I got a little uh, gift certificate for him, and he Loved it, mm-hmm. and he went back a couple times. It's kind of pricey, um, but he mm-hmm. went back a couple times through the year, but really enjoyed it. And I remember that was one that I was going to catalog in my head because it was it was different, and he, he but he really enjoyed it. Wow, that sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Any other ideas? I think I heard the brother on the phone who said that he um, and his wife they were going to see a play, a one man play. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Are you still on the line? Yes, I'm still here. Um, Could you tell me a little bit about uh, that play? Maybe there's someone on the phone who might be interested in going. Uh, it's at the Dallas Theater Center. It's called Stagger Lee, and it's a great okay. show. Uh, it's tell, it's, it goes back. It really tells you how we became, when the blacks was in the houses serving, folk, serving, serving the white people and stuff, then it goes from there to the 50s, then it goes there from the, uh, the Afros. It just goes along that line how we how we uh, how we came up in America. And okay. It was real good. Okay. So does it the one man you... show? It's the it's called the one man. Go ahead, show? Mo. The one man show. Uh, he's doing uh, a great friend. His name is Cedric, and he's going to be at the Black Academy. Upstairs theater, and he's gonna sing a whole lot of songs, jazz. Huh? Seven o'clock. Oh, and that's okay. Okay. So if anybody's so, uh, interested, the one man show is gonna be here. You can go out and Google it and look it up. And that's a great idea for a Valentine's Day gift. Anyone mm-hmm. else on the line? Any more ideas? Hi, Monette. It's Daylene. Hi. I have an idea. Um, okay. Spirit. I'm I'm the type when it comes to Valentine's Day that I want different from the norm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my different from the norm is just the two of us sitting back and watching a movie, which we don't get to do <laughs> very often. Um, mm-hmm. Just time. Just time spent, like downtime. Because sometimes when you go mm-hmm. out or when you go here or do this, it can, you know, take away from the simplicity of doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's one of the things we don't take time to do together is nothing. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I never even thought of that. I mean, a lot of times we have the kids, we have our jobs, we have our friends, we have our church functions. Right. Right. We even have a lot when we go out. It's great to go out. You know, you get dressed, you do this, you do that, you go out, you you spend time, you know, you come back in, you're exhausted, you know, and you still maybe not haven't had that real one-on-one, those conversations. You know how we try and get our pillow talks in at night and stuff, but half the time you're too tired. Sometimes taking that Valentine's Day, since it's special time set aside, you know, get some food, chill out, and have some 
conversations like you used to have, maybe, um, and watch some television or a movie? Yeah, that Simple. sounds great. That, that's good. I mean, that quality time is needed. And so often we take advantage of the time that we have with our mate, you know. And so quality time is something that we have to find time for, whether on Valentine's Day or whenever it's important. So right. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even think of that. But you're so right. You're right. All right. Any other questions out there? Well, I left out bowling. You know, one might say, oh, bowling is, is boring or why bowling? Um, but bowling can be fun. You can make some fun, you know, uh, challenges with each other, and you can go to a really nice bowling lane, not your atypical bowling lane, but a bowling lane where you can bowl and they serve you pizza and drinks and things of that nature. So that's always ice. Bowling is a lot of fun. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, it's especially you think about it. Look at a lot of people. That's some of people's first dates. You know, a lot of time you think about the movies, and sometimes you go bowling. If you think back, a lot of people that was one of their first dates was going bowling. And when was the last time y'all went bowling together? That's so true. That's yeah. True. So you know, bowling. Um, there are so many things that you could do. I mean, you could do something really nice in your own home. Um, dinner by the fireplace is always a good thing that you can do with your maid, or dinner in the middle of the floor, you know. Or you and decorate you know what else, too, Monette? When you think of yeah. the people who have kids, who the ones who have kids who, um, per se, maybe let's say you can't go out and you do something with the kids, I had one lady I was talking to, and her and her husband couldn't get dinner reservations. She's like, because I can't eat at 8, 9, 10 o'clock. <laughs> she said that's all was left when her husband was calling. And then so her, her son was like, well, y'all should do this or that. I said, why don't you have your son serve you guys dinner? Why don't he set you guys up a nice candlelit dinner and serve you guys dinner? And she was like, that is an awesome idea. Because she was like, she didn't have to worry about where he was going to go, but he could take part. You know, he was, he was excited. He wanted to do something for them. And I said, well, why don't you have him serve you guys dinner? could be the maitre d' for the night. And so that's what they're going to do. I love it. I love and just, it. yeah, make it a family affair. My girlfriend and I, we were going to start a business one time. So we... Um, bought a lot of serving things, and, and we um, went to a couple's house, and they paid us for it, too. We cooked in their kitchen and had some elegant uh, things, uh, table-setting type of things, and, and we cooked. So that reminded me of hiring a private uh, chef to come in and cook for you, two and serve you and your mate dinner for Valentine's Day. Hmm. So those are some ideas. Um, I hope you all jotted uh, some of those uh, down. But also, um, before our show ends, I wanted to discuss um, a topic um, that we have not talked about. And it's, it's about dating. And since we're talking about Valentine's and we're talking about dating, I want to get some insight on what you all think about dating. Has dating changed or have we changed? <laughs> Who can answer that question? Dating has changed. Okay. So, Sheila, I think I know your voice. Why do you think uh -huh. dating has changed? Well, I guess judging by even the people that or the guys that approach me, it's, dating has changed, I guess, but still it has to stem from the female and them allowing these guys to approach them any kind of way and to talk to them and invite themselves over to the house. You just met them. You don't even know them. And people do that seem like so nonchalantly. So I'm like, is this what dating is all about? When did it change? I know it's been a little minute since I went on a date, but I'm still old school. I don't do that. Uh, but it's amazing that it didn't happen just one time. It happens a lot. 
And then when you hear the women talk and you realize that they really just accepting more than they should and, you know, and you want a man to come up, then you got to require him to. That's the Steve Harvey moment right there. <laughs> so <laughs> to me, just from just my little few instances, it has changed a lot. I can't believe it. It's like the women may be walking in the wrong role. Maybe they're the man. They're taking care of the women, the men, and they're taking them out, and they're buying them gifts. I mean, I just think it should be a two-way street, but if a man really cares about you, he's going to step up, and he's going to be a man first. Absolutely. Anybody else want to talk about? Has dating changed, or have we changed? Well, I would say, yeah. I mean, when I dated originally, when I married my husband, I mean, it was my ex was a long time ago. We were young, and, you know, your attitude towards dating is different than Mm -hmm. anyway because you feel like you have, you know, a lifetime to go through. Um, And dating now in my 40s, um, I'm kind of conflicted. There's a a part of me that dates, and I always think, oh, I want to get, I want this to hurry up. I want to get married. I want to be in a relationship. I want to have a companion to help me take care of me because I have an autoimmune disease. So I want to, I'm thinking of those things, being alone and sick, blah, 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 blah. And then the other part of me, and I want the friendship, I want the companionship. But then there's a part of me that comes home and it's quiet and there's, it's peaceful and it's silent and serene. And I don't have to worry about the work of it too, of the, the personalities, of the occasional arguments, even if they're not, even if the relationship is a good relationship, there still will be some occasional up and downs. And so That's I right. think about That's avoiding right. avoiding those things, like, oh, wouldn't it be easy if you didn't have to even do that at all? You know, kind of I'm getting into this attitude of, is it possible for me to have my cake and eat it too? Can I have this mm-hmm. relationship without actually being in a relationship? Now, that hasn't worked for me, I just want to say for the record, but it is a dream of mine. <laughs> it's more like a dream than it is a reality. My current boyfriend has drugged me into a relationship. But um, I do think about that when you get uh, get out of a, a very long-term relationship like I did. I mean, I craved peace. I just wanted there to be peace. No strife, no, um, you know, problems, no issues. I always knew where my money was going and where it was coming from. Um, the kids are in line, and I don't have to answer you or answer this person. And I kind of like that freedom. But then there's that part of me that really wants to wake up next to somebody and, and share things with them and, and have a companion. And, heck, to be perfectly frank, I have a regular lover. You know, so I think for me I'm kind of – I think I'm in my wishy-washy stage right now because <laughs> I'm not sure which way I would go, but I think that at this point I'm kind of in a, you know what, I'm just going to smell the roses right now and see where things take me, as opposed to maybe when I was younger I was probably, I need to get married, I want to have kids, I have these goals, they had to be met, da 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 in this time frame, and I was very, very specific. And so I found my man with the plan. We had babies. I got married. I got my degrees. I got my good job. He got his good job. We were rocking. So now I don't have those pressures anymore to be at a certain place in my life or to have things at a certain place. So for me, dating is different. It's it's a different process for me. I don't feel, I personally don't feel it's rushed, which also means, and the other thing um, um, my friend and I always talk about is about people settling for other people. I also don't feel any inclination to settle. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like that if I'm going to do this, and I was married almost 20 years, so I still feel like it was relatively halfway successful. But I haven't said that, but... I feel like I don't have to settle and that I can take my time and find the person that really is equally yoked. Um, And then that way I'm guaranteeing it, you know, the success of the relationship. Because at this point I kind of know myself well enough to know what I can put up with and what I I can't put up with. And I also know, you know, how to recognize what things will work for me in a man and what things just will not. So okay. that kind well, of vision helps. Okay. Well, thank you for your feedback, Tab. You know, in light of dating, um, I would agree that dating has changed. 
um, with modern technology and hundreds of websites that you can go out and meet people online and not have that uh, personal connection, but kind of like a virtual connection, um, superficial connection, uh, leads you to um, a lot of deception. Um, what I found is that people can meet online and they can live happily ever after, but I would almost bet you that that uh, statistic is very, very low. It's a low